2: Who we thought they were. And we're about to... I get out of hand. Just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter to the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y stick C spot.
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
2: Well, I'm gonna go to college. I'll just play football.
3: All right, here we go. Hour two of the show off and running on this Friday. Live in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Roger, somebody commented on Facebook a minute ago. Uh, I think it was, well, I don't know who it was, but somebody typed in a comment on Facebook and said, Matt, you sounded okay last night on the ball game, but you sound like crap now. you <laughs> all
1: day to get your head cleared up.
3: Yeah, I love the honesty. I no, appreciate the honesty. All right. So yeah. Uh an That's hour the up and to,
1: down nature of this beast.
3: Yeah. Rogers had it. Now I'm dealing with it. And, you know, t- today, first day in several that I don't necessarily feel that bad, but I still sound pretty pretty rough. So, uh, but we can still do a radio show, talk a little sports with you. You got the championship games coming up this weekend. I'm going to give you a heads up. Uh, not only where you can watch, where you can listen. Okay, because a bunch of those you're going to hear. Uh, right here on The Zone, we'll tell you how you can listen to those. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get with Farm Bureau Insurance in Mississippi. Um, In fact, let's see, tonight at 6 o'clock, Here on The Zone, you're going to be able to listen to the Pac-12 championship game.
1: at 6 o'clock pregame, yep.
3: So 6 o'clock pregame, yeah, I guess Pac-12, so it'll start a little later. So the Pac-12 championship game on the radio here tonight, you'll have then tomorrow on Saturday a bunch of games. How about this? Right here on The Zone, you'll be able to listen to the um, Big 12 championship game here tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. pregame. And then the SEC championship game tomorrow afternoon. Which will really be cool. So, what, 2.30 pregame. Kick is a little later, but uh, 2.30 pregame. Westwood won coverage of the SEC championship game right here on the zone tomorrow. And then tomorrow night after the SEC title game, it'll flip over to the Big Ten championship game. So a full day of football on the radio tomorrow. Adam Boy Roger got it loaded up man. Oh yeah good stuff okay um, text messages you can text the show 885 ESPN or 885 3776 Madison Mailman says Ole Miss was closer with Treadwell Talking about which team was closer to winning the West. Somebody brought that up. Fourth and 24, Treadwell, leg broke. All they had to do was win one of those games. They either had to beat Auburn or, yeah, the fourth and 24 that you're talking about. That was against um, Arkansas, the lateral and the, the play, and I'd never seen anything like it. And, uh, yeah, so they were really close then. But you're talking about what? Was that 2015? Yeah. So th- maybe they were closer then. That's right. That's right, because if if, old, if that Ole Miss team that gave up that fourth and 24 against Arkansas, uh, led by Hugh Freeze, if they just don't give up that play, they win that game there in the SEC championship game for the first time. So at this point where we, we still sit here in 2019 – they started playing the SEC title game in 1992, and um, we're sitting here. And um, what? Uh, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. Is there anybody else still hasn't been to the SEC title game, or is that the that's the only three? Man, Ole Miss was really close that year. Uh, text message here. We got Spence who says, Matt, I've heard several coaches' names mentioned for the Ole Miss hire. However, P.J. Fleck has not been one of those names. I personally think he is an outstanding coach. But I don't know what his current contract is in Minnesota. Curious to see how you feel about P.J. Fleck. That's from Spence in Brookhaven. Spence, I totally agree that he is probably one of the better coaches in the country. He's done a phenomenal job at Minnesota. But this year, I normally don't even follow the contract news. I don't care about it. I just happened to see it. It might have been on Twitter. It's a couple of weeks ago, and it made an impression on me because I knew some jobs were coming open. And Minnesota locked him up for like the next six or seven years or something there. So, yeah, his contract at Minnesota has him squared away. That's just the way that is. Um, D Man said, Matt, I feel like I'm sitting in the doctor's office listening to you, man. Feel better soon. (laughs) Yeah, well, again, don't let my voice fool you. I, I don't feel that bad anymore. I just sound like I do. Hey, man, I'm pushing through. I'm trying to fight through this for the people, for you. That's what it is. Can't take two days off in a row. Nobody takes two days off in a row. Who does that? Not me. <laughs> I was going to try to get on the radio yesterday, and I, I sounded this bad, but I also felt this bad. <laughs> you know, and at this rate, <clears throat> I, I kind of feel almost as if, uh, you know, by the time this show is over, Roger, I'll be lucky if I have a voice left, which I don't know. That may not be too good for next week. <laughs> And I have a really important speaking engagement that I want to be at next Tuesday. Uh, I don't want to miss it. It's um, my hometown. I think I told you this earlier in the week. It's my hometown that I grew up in. Russellville, Alabama. They've invited me to come and talk to one of their civic groups. I guess it's uh, Civitans there. nice. Yeah, and I'm so looking forward to that. We moved away from there in 1990. Yeah.
1: I'm waiting on the statute limitations to run out on some stuff and I'm gonna go back to my hometown.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I'm hoping that some of it's run off run out for me there in Russellville. I bet. You know, but you weren't always uh, this firm upstanding member of the community, are you saying? Ah, well, look, I, I was never a bad kid or anything like that, but I did you know, when you're when you're a kid you pull stunts. You know, you do. Oh yeah and And I pulled stunts, got in a little trouble here and there, but but we were kids. Now that's gone by the wayside, so anyway, that's Tuesday, and I do not want to miss it. <laughs> I really want to because I want to see those people, so anyway, we'll make it Jason take on the them text cold. <laughs> say what Roger? they'll take them that cold, man they want oh me my back. gosh, yeah, I should walk in on Tuesday with a big squirt bottle of uh germ x <laughs> on the uh on the text line jason says you do sound like crap get some boiling water dump a handful of pine needles in it what drink them jason sounds like sounds like you're making a vapor what is this survivor man what is this you alone let's
1: go, uh, go pour you some pine soil in the cup microwave that <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's it I mean, the remedies people have told me today. Started with hey, you, we, Roger, telling me to drink whiskey. I ain't saying it'll cure it, it'll make you feel better. <laughs> That's to make you feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it won't cure anything. It'll just get you through oh, it. Right. In that case, why don't I just go out here and get a hammer and knock myself in the head with it? Ouch. All right, let's see Bad here. hammer. <laughs> All right. Kevin says, uh, what are your thoughts on Jason Garrett as a head coach fit in a Power 5 program if he gets let go in Dallas. Players love playing for him. What about as a coordinator? You know, look, the NFL and college football are two entirely different animals. And so seldom do they translate one to another. You know, like Pete Carroll is the exception to all this. There's so many others. Look at Spurrier. You know, that didn't work. There's so many others that have tried the jump from college football to the NFL and it just doesn't work. And vice versa. A lot of times it doesn't work. It's so much different. And so for a guy, Garrett, look at his college football experience was at, what, Princeton? They're not recruiting football players at Princeton. They're recruiting students. And... He's just not going from an NFL job into a college job. Sure, there's plenty of money in the college jobs, but he didn't lack for money. He'll be coaching in the NFL if he's coaching. That's what I think. He didn't want to recruit. Who would want to recruit? (laughs) I don't. I don't know how they do it. Uh, Madison Mailman says uh, that they were one. Ole Miss was one game away in 2003 against LSU. That's right. We were one game away of going back-to-back trips as SEC Western champs in 99, and we lost to Alabama and Tuscaloosa. They went to the SEC title game. Uh, Tim on the text line says, You're a trooper, Matt. Appreciate it, but take care. Load up with the, what does he say, zinc and what? Listen to all these remedies. People, whiskey pine needles, zinc, and something. Mix it all together. (laughs) We put all that together. We're going to blow something up. All right. Divinity Equipment phone line. Paul listening today in forest. What's up, Paul?
4: Hey, Matt. How's it going today?
3: Just right, man. Thank you.
4: Well, good. I'm glad you're feeling a little better. Hope you get even more so. Thank you, sir. I wanted to call and... uh, there was a reference made a while ago by comparing Ole Miss to Vanderbilt. Yeah, and um, I've called enough that you probably know I'm an Ole Miss graduate. Sure. But um, I just wanted to share a factoid because um, they were talking about the trophy case. Right. Ole Miss has won 24 out of 37 bowl games. Vanderbilt has been in a total of seven. Mississippi <laughs> State has been in a total of twenty-two. Okay. Okay. So don't compare our trophy case to Vanderbilt. <laughs> and whoever said that doesn't understand history. So get your or acknowledge
3: the facts. <laughs> yeah. that's that's a good call. I mean, I couldn't help but chuckle. I, I'm not laughing at Vanderbilt. I just think, Dad, gum, sand bowl, and games Ole Miss ever.
4: Ranks twelve. Ole Miss ranks 12th all-time in bowl appearances among all universities. So don't compare me to Vanderbilt. (laughs) Bye.
3: (laughs) Thanks, Paul. (laughs) He said, (laughs) excuse me. He said, so don't compare me to Vanderbilt. Bye. (laughs) I enjoyed that. I needed a laugh. I also need phone calls uh, from people with interesting names. Now that could be a real name, or it could be a you know a nickname. But this next caller gets a. I, it just reminded me to play this song for a minute here.
2: Five pounds of possum, and I'll send it out to all you roadkill enthusiasts. <laughs> On. Come on, I'm out of a job now, so I'm just driving home. Woo. An hour after sundown <laughs> and what to my delight,
3: right. five
0: pounds of possum in my headlight Everybody sing
2: tonight. Come on. Five pounds of possum in my headlight tonight. If I can run them over, everything will be all right. See that possum gravy, what a wonderful sight. Five pounds of possum in my headlights
3: tonight. On the Divinity Equipment phone is someone named Possum. Possum, did you like my song? You are the man, Matt White. I tell you what, <laughs> let
2: me just let you know. That reminds me of my days in 83, graduating from Mississippi State and honking around with the banjo.
3: Adam but listen,
2: I got a question. Yes, sir. Uh, really enjoy the show. I'm glad you're feeling better also. Thank you. Listen, has there been any rumors? I mean, how can Elijah Moore, I hate to backtrack on this. I hadn't had an opportunity to talk to anybody about this yet, but, uh, can he go to class or is he going to Wendy's or is he entered the transfer portal or? Yeah. I mean, how? I mean, I know that kid has got to be really the talk of Oxford, Mississippi. And I, I mean, I,
3: yeah, it's a stupid
2: thing, but I just wondered, you know, do you think, depending on the coach or whatever, how that may be treated or yeah. thoughts?
3: You know, I don't know any scoop, Possum. Uh, I have yeah. not heard. I haven't heard that uh, of like some strong rumor that he's going to transfer. Now, yeah. this this is honestly what I think. Yeah, there's so much attention on him and what he did uh, in that game. And, and we understand all of it. You know, all of us understand all of it. There's so much attention there. But I kind of get the feeling, and, I, and if I look at it in the framework of what it's like to be on a team, a lot of times when something like that happens, you make a mistake like that, you have a whole bunch of teammates – and people on the staff who, if you're a good kid and, and you generally, you know, are not a problem, they're going to put their arm around you and try to pick you up. You know, I just imagine that Elijah Moore has had the experience of having a lot of coaches and teammates in, these last, in the last week coming and putting their arm around him going, hey, man, hey, just pick your head up, okay? You got to get past this. Just put it behind you. Ain't no big deal. It's just one game. Made a mistake. So what? Yeah. We got you. That's the kind of thing that happens a lot. And, you know, I, there's no way to predict that. Sure, he may transfer. And whoever he goes and plays for, the kid can flat out play. But, Absolutely. But, but I just, I think sometimes a situation like that, you know, they'll go overboard to pick him up and to make him feel better. And that may make him want to transfer less. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah,
2: it does. I mean, like I said, I just, I just wondered about class. You know, the the whole student body, the whole Ole Miss thing. I just wondered how that responded. Yeah, especially last week.
3: Look, early on, there's no doubt that there's, there's no doubt some people are going to make remarks. Um, yeah, you know, you get that in every student body and on every campus Mm there people that are going to look to take a swipe at an athlete because it will impress somebody, they think. And yeah. when I was playing a million years ago, and I I was playing terrible on a Saturday, you know, I'd walk around campus, go into class, I'd hear a group of people over there and somebody make a cute comment, and I would just ignore it and keep going. I I did that. And it's kind of just yeah. part of the territory. I got you. Yeah. Well, listen,
2: I appreciate you taking my call.
3: Thanks, Possum. Yep. Call
2: me anytime. All right, man. Talk to you later.
1: All See all right. you. Elijah's apology really did seem heartfelt. I mean, yeah. he really, you know, seems like a good guy.
3: Yeah. And
1: he didn't want that kind of enthusiasm. He just got to exercise a little judgment.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Mike and Brandon on the divini phone. Hey. What's up, Mike?
5: Hey, man, I just wanted to add to that. I'm not a, <clears throat> I'm a football fan. I guess I'm mostly a state fan, but um, I heard, um, I think it was an old clip on ESPN that uh, Nick Saban made a statement, and it just happened to be played uh, right after the Egg Bowl, and somebody was questioning him about a player that had done something really bad or something, and he said, "Look, he said we're here to train these young fellows to be young men," and he said, "I can jerk his scholarship." pull him off the team and all that. And he said, uh, and he was telling a story about a guy he coached up at Michigan. He said, the guy messed up, and he said, I could have jerked his scholarship and pulled him off the team and all that. And he said, more likely, he would have ended up uh, on the streets. Uh-huh. He said, uh, he said, I chose to punish this guy and take him through the 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 course of of being uh, rehabilitated, I guess, for lack of a better word, but he he coached him up uh-huh. and he led him through the through the turmoil. And I don't remember the player's name, but he said he played fifteen years in the NFL, and then he went on to be the president of a major corporation. Yeah. So, you know, we gotta we gotta remember what these guys are up there for.
3: Oh, that's exactly right, Mike. And that's a great call. Look, man. Uh, remember this, and I'm sure there are other ways and better ways to say it. Uh, some I think the way I said it a couple of times over the last couple of years is just remember you you're never branded in your worst moment uh, unless you just quit and allow it to happen. You know, so you take a guy like Elijah Moore, or you take a team like. You know, um, say Tennessee this year, who lost that ball game at the beginning of the year to Georgia State or whoever the heck it was. But they didn't quit. They just kept at it. And therefore, they weren't branded permanently. They didn't take a brand out and sear it onto their forehead. Loser. They weren't branded permanently in their worst moment because they didn't allow it to happen that way. And so for an individual like an Elijah Moore, same thing. And so I totally agree, Mike. Excellent call. Thank you. All right. Off to a good start here, Hour 2. We've got some phone calls, Walton, a bunch of texts to get to, Kevin and the mailman and Jason and uh, JR and others, and a little breaking news for Mississippi State football fans. I'll tell you what it is next in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Stay with me.
6: You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
3: Out, John. Riser. Last night at the basketball game for state, it was um, Christmas vacation night at the arena.
1: Nice.
3: That's yeah. Yes, yeah, Christmas vacation night at the arena, and they were the for the first 500 people that came in, they gave away. Cousin Eddie hats. You know how Cousin Eddie wore the furry hat that had the flaps that went down around his ears and like what's the, the uh, what's the what's the crapper fool? Yeah, yeah, it was the crapper. <laughs> I got one of those hats, and anyway, I, love- I took a picture, a selfie, wearing it, and and I had Bart Gregory was over my shoulder in the background. I was like, "Hey, Bart!" And when he looked at the camera, he gave me this look, like, "Come on, man." And anyway, I. Snap that picture, and I put it on Instagram. If y'all are listening, you want to see the <laughs> the Mississippi State giveaway Cousin Eddie hats that they had last night at basketball. Um, check out my Instagram feed. It's just at Radio Wyatt on Instagram. I put the picture on there last night, so y'all check that out. Um, Walton, I know you've been hanging on forever. Um, I've got some breaking news on Mississippi State. Cam Dantzler, the outstanding corner cornerback, has announced that he is foregoing his final year and he's going into the 2020 NFL Draft. So I'll tell you what he said about it. We can get in on that in just a bit. First up, the Walton and Brandon. What's up, Walton?
6: Hey, Matt. Well, first of all, bad for us, good for him. Right. You know, he's trying to take care of his future. But um, I was really, I'm, I'm about to deliver this cargo to Bo's Rib Challenge in the back of my truck, but... <laughs> um, uh, the caller about Elijah Moore and kind of the you know being talked about around campus. Yeah, you know when you got in trouble as a child or as a kid or a teenager, and the disappointment outweighs any more than oh, any yeah. punishment you could receive.
3: Oh yeah, sure. I have a good
6: feeling that he understands what happened. He understands that, and um, you know, I I don't think uh, there's probably no punishment that he could receive that could be. Any more than what he's having to deal with, and you know, now the the best way he can kind of um, re-image himself is to become a phenomenal football player for Ole Miss and do great things. And this will all just be water under the bridge.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Everything. Well, and like anyway,
6: good job, Matt.
3: Yeah, thanks, Walton. Enjoy the rib challenge. I saw I think about uh, going over there, but uh, they might have the
1: door locked on me.
3: Was Let's see. Was that Walton who tweeted, though, the picture of the ribs? Way, way, way back, like when we first started the show. I was going to look it up. Or was that somebody else? Well, heck, I can't find it now. Anyway, tried. Uh, hog Jowl Roger, on the text line, he's got a home remedy. Listen to this. He said, heat up Dr. Pepper with honey. I promise you, you'll be better tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of you, Hog Jowl. It's just, we've had so many suggestions for this cold and crud I'm dealing with. Home remedies and everything else. And from so like... He's he's, he's recommending uh, Dr. Pepper. He says... Doctor, two and four. He says Dr. Pepper with honey and you heat it up. Hot Dr. So Pepper. Sounds like a good... Uh,
1: Maybe home cough syrup.
3: Yeah, I didn't do it a minute ago. I meant to take. I meant to save the picture of Walton's ribs. Y'all ought to see these ribs that he's taking to the challenge. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right now. Save the picture, and I'm getting ready to tweet it out.
1: Oh, Jason, Jason. sent you a, another talk about a home remedy.
3: He sent me Theder one cedar or fur, but he's boiling it in the in the pan there. Okay, let's see. Walton said the boiling water and pine needles sounds a lot better than what. Dwight Schroot would recommend. What would, what would Dwight Schroot recommend for a cold? Is that an office reference there? Yeah, it is. It is. I got to know what that is, though. Kevin on the text line says, Georgia probably going to try to lock him down again in some capacity. But Mike Bobo was a great offensive coordinator at Georgia and could be a big-time coordinator higher somewhere. I think he will be. Yeah, they settled a buyout, basically, and he is – So Bobo is not going to be the head coach at Colorado State anymore. Most of his staff was former Georgia guys, too. And, you know, Bobo himself, former Georgia quarterback, I played against Mike. Great guy. Great coach, I think. And I know he didn't work out too well at Colorado State, but it wasn't bad either, and he had some health issues the last couple of years. Um, And everybody pretty much feels like he's a shoe in to go land a big coordinator job somewhere um, back in the Power Five. All right, what did Jason send here? There it is. He said, I use cedar or fir, but pine works okay. And there it is. Put them in a cup of water, boil them. See, Jason, I watch all these survival shows. I love them. Like that show on the Discovery Channel, Alone, where if you're the last one out there living alone, if you figure it out you can stay the longest, you get $500,000. I'd do it in a heartbeat, especially in a hot climate. I would struggle in a cold one, but in a hot climate, I'd win it. And the the dangerous thing about me going on a show like that, and my wife would tell you, she says, I don't want him to do it because he'll either win or die. (laughs) He won't just tap out or just come home. And it's true. Could you do Survivor? No, it's way too much drama. I ain't dealing with all that crap. Just yeah. living out there by myself, I'll figure that out. Was it
1: Naked and Afraid? Is that one of those?
3: Now, or... that's another one.
1: Look. And they always pick people that you don't want to see naked. <laughs> like? Got my Especially, hand up. Especially
3: don't want to see him naked. <laughs> got my hand up right here. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm a shoe in for that one. <laughs> when that show first came on, like every time we'd go visit my mom in Prattville, I would on purpose, get a big kick, I'd I'd laugh really good. I'd make her really uncomfortable when she wasn't looking. I'd turn my mom's TV over to naked and afraid, and just leave it on there. <laughs> and wait for her to walk in. She's and probably listening now. She probably is. And she'd do it. She'd walk. In. We'd be home for Christmas or something. You know, I'd turn her TV on naked and afraid and wait about 15 minutes later. Matthew. <laughs> Dad gummit. All right. Um Unnamed texture. Why would you think that a person who would hike his leg on national TV would care what people thought about him or his actions off the field? Think about the action itself. Well, here's what I say about that. Again, I don't know Elijah Moore personally, so I'm not going to, you know, speculate on what kind of kid he is or isn't. What I'm saying is do I fault him totally? No. No, I don't. Well, Matt, where he, do you get, where he did you get it. get the idea for that? Roger, exactly. Roger, where did he get the idea for that? I mean, do you practice that kind of thing? Well, if this happens, I'm going to do this. It'd be one thing if it was the first time. It's the second time. For him? No. For, for oh, that. okay. I'm saying he saw DK Metcalf do it. Sure he ah, did.
1: Right, right. All right, right and
3: look. He even People figured out that he even tweeted during the week and kind of sort of hinted that he was going to do something if he had the chance. Well, do the coaching staff, I mean, do they pay attention to what the players are talking about or what they're tweeting? And again, the the reason the kid thought it was okay to do it is because it was okay to do it. Let me tell you something. At Alabama, it's not okay to do that. And you know what? Every single player knows that it's not okay to do that. You will not only be removed from the ballgame. Nick Saban would embarrass you on national TV. You're gone, man. And and that goes for a lot of programs. So he did it. Yeah, he's got to own up to it. But I think it was operating in an environment that is different from most college football atmospheres, because most of them, you know, you don't pull a stunt like that, especially not cost us a game. Well, nothing happened to DK, right, when he did it? As far as I know, nothing happened. It well, was cute. Happened here, so it, didn't was cu- it, well, to happen it was It again. It was cute back then because the, it was a different time of the game and because they won the game.
1: Stick That's around. Fixes everything.
3: just about to wind it up just a little ways to go and it's been a heck of a week kind of a topsy turvy week around here it just has that's all there is to it man that's all you can say <laughs> been a little bit of an up and down week but but here we go it's been fun though and uh, i appreciate everyone for tuning in the phone line's still open to you so hit me up there it is 995-1059. I'd love to hear your voice on the Davini Equipment phone line. Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. 995-1059. They've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Davini Equipment. You can also text the show 885-ESPN you need the number, it's 885-3776. Talked about the Cousin Eddie hats they gave out at the basketball game last night. Madison Mailman texted and said, Did Dan the man show up? <laughs> well, that, I'll promise you this. They put a shot of him on the video board in there. That was his Christmas card picture one year, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. It was. He had a
1: good sense of humor about it. Yeah, he had the un, unredacted version on his he he,
3: he sure did. He sure did. Hey, Uh, So I mentioned to you the breaking news um, just a bit ago about Cam Dantzler, the star cornerback for Mississippi State, announcing that he's going to forego his senior season and enter the NFL draft. Here is the quote in a tweet from Cam. First off, I would like to thank God for giving me this opportunity to play this game called football. I'm excited to announce that I will be foregoing my senior year and entering the 2020 NFL draft. After praying over it, discussing with my family, I've decided that now is the best time for me to pursue my dream of playing in the NFL. I would like to thank the university, entire coaching staff, and all my teammates. He uh, goes on to finish it up and say, I'm forever grateful for every member of the Bulldog community. Hashtag Hail State. All right. Wow, I love that hat, man. I'm just looking at your... Oh, you're looking Insta- at it? page yeah. Uh-huh. Insta- so check it out. Y'all listen. Roger's a- looking at Instagram.
1: What do we call that? Uh, is that a Mackinac hat?
3: I don't know what you call it, but I love it. It's like but the Fargo hat. when you're out there in the cold weather, that, that's the hat you need. Roger, have you seen the movie Fargo? Yeah. So they wear those hats in Fargo. Or they say,
1: yeah. Yeah, I did.
3: Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey.
1: Hey, you look like you belong there with that the uh, stubble you got going on.
3: Right. So they gave them out. The Cousin Eddie... Like, Fargo hats. and You've got to get me one of them, man. Well, they were limited. They only gave them out to, like, 500 people. And I had to beg for them to, like, Bart Gregory through my buddy Hobie Hobart, stuck one aside, like, the last one, and gave it to me. And, bar- I mean, and these, listen. These are sharp.
1: I mean, they've got, uh, you know, it's, it's a joke here
3: at MSU, but up
1: north, it was, the Wisconsin Badger fan base would be terribly jealous with this full-color
3: uh, embroidered logo on there it's great and i put the hat on and let me tell you it's warm roger it is warm and this morning it's pouring down rain at my house this morning
1: It looks so goofy in
3: that picture <laughs> <laughs> friday is the day that we put the garbage out one of the days we put the garbage out here and i on purpose wore that thing down to the street to leave my garbage can down there for the garbage man and just hoping that my neighbor Bailey would drive by and see me in it <laughs> but he didn't drive by but I swear to you I really you
1: on the ring cam
3: i'm I'm going this afternoon I'm gonna go down to like the thrift store and buy a cheap robe I've already got some flip-flops and I'm putting that robe on
1: and you'll be ready to go Walmarting
3: And I'm going to put those flip-flops on. I'm putting the Cousin Eddie hat on. And then I'm going to go out Bailey's front yard and I'm going to call him. You have a hose in your hand. I'm going to say, hey, man, you got a problem out here. And when he says, what is it? You know what I'm going to say to him. That, hey, man, your your is full. (laughs) I'm going to do it.
1: That's a funny movie. I got to see that again. I just want to see that part where the explosion happens. Yeah. Yeah, right. Beautiful.
3: It is beautiful. I think one of the great scenes in that movie, Christmas Vacation, is when, you know, he he finally just blows his top when he can't get the lights to light up and he gets mad and he punches the little Santa Claus figurine right in the nose. Just punches it right in the nose. He karate chops all the antlers off the reindeer. (laughs) It's great. My wife, we're going to a an ugly sweater Christmas party here this month, and she, I think, has ordered us these sweaters, and one of them says, Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? And the other sweater says, I don't know, Margo. She thinks that's funny. Is that another office thing? No, no, that's from Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's from the movie. I did catch that, okay. Yeah, that's from the movie Christmas Vacation. I. You know, I've watched that movie so much that it's not, I just, I've memorized the whole thing. I don't know what it says about me. I really don't. But I've basically memorized two movies, start to finish. One, The Natural with Robert Redford, and two, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. <laughs> just basically oh, memorized very the whole very thing.
1: Diverse selection. <laughs> Isn't it though?
3: Isn't well, it a, that, that
1: Natural is a good movie.
3: Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, Roger, let's do this real quick. Tomorrow's the SEC title game. I'm going to pick Georgia to win it in an upset. Uh, It doesn't seem likely, but I think that they uh, have greater motivation. LSU, win or lose, is in the college football playoff. That's what their goal is. Yeah, It's possible LSU could play better because the pressure is off. So I could be dead wrong. But I think Georgia will win it. Because I think they know they must. And there's some experience of having been in that game before or games like that before. So I'm going to go Georgia. Uh, Georgia is 11-1. LSU is 12-0. We know that Georgia's only loss was at home to South Carolina, this really weird game. They couldn't throw the ball for some reason. And they lost 20-17. to Here's the thing, though. They've won some low-scoring games. When you look at this. Florida, they beat Florida 24-17. to You know, they shut out Missouri but scored 27. They beat Auburn by holding them to 14 points. They scored 21. They beat Texas A&M, hold them to 13 points, score 19. But then they exploded against uh, Georgia Tech last week and uh, scored 52 points in the game. You know, when they beat Tennessee, it was on the road at Tennessee, they scored 43 points, but that was a deal where they didn't score a lot of those points until very late in the game. Low-scoring win over Notre Dame, 23-17. to So it seems pretty obvious. The formula for Georgia to win is... They hold LSU, and Georgia's defense being one of the better ones that LSU will have faced all year. They hold LSU's defense I'm sorry, back up. They hold LSU's offense to a lower total, you know, keep them in the 30s. Lower total points for LSU than they normally score. Georgia is capable of that. Their defense is good enough to do that. And then score more than they normally do. Again, they they put up 21 against Kentucky, 24 against Florida, 27 against Missouri, 21 against Auburn, 19 against A&M, but we know this. LSU's defense, they're good, but they're not great. There's some holes in it. And Georgia is capable of running the football against LSU. They are, period. They're capable. That's the formula. Georgia, run the ball. Gash them with the run game, shorten the game. Therefore, the score does not elevate like some of these other games for LSU. Georgia has to win a 34-31 to 31 type ball game for it to happen. Let's finish the show today with Joe on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, Joe? Man, hey,
0: how y'all doing today?
3: Fine, as far as we know. What's up?
0: That's good. Y'all yeah, just calling in about what you just said. You like to see – uh. Uh, picking Georgia to win that game. I'm I'm an LSU fan all all my life, but I, 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 you know, and I know I might sound biased, but that's what Georgia, it's a lot of pressure on them. That's why LSU, I believe, is going to win the game because they have no pressure. They just going to let it fly. And they do want to win this Southeastern Conference. So if I if I was an outsider looking in and wasn't a fan of the two, I'd have to go with LSU. You would? Because, yeah, of course, because the reason being is they, I mean, it's all it's all out there for them. I mean, it's it's going to be hard to stop that offense. The only team going to stop LSU is LSU. Yeah. I
3: don't.
0: I don't. Has Georgia played any high powered offenses all year? Though? Well, see, that's the I'm thing. Not
3: really. Um, no. Exactly. No, they haven't. Um, but they
0: picking the face one Saturday.
3: You ain't woofing about that now. You know the They're
0: just whistling Texas and that defense will do it just enough. All they need to do is get two or three stops that
3: game will be over by halftime. Joe, appreciate the call. Thank you, buddy. Thank
0: you. Have a great day.
3: Yep, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Good call from Joe to finish it off. He goes LSU, I go Georgia. Let's see.
0: It's going
2: to be national
3: championship time. For Roger, I'm Matt. For everybody in the Farm Bureau studio, we'll see you on Monday. See you.
0: You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.